Hey everyone. <clears throat> so we will all be <clears throat> happy to hear that there is no perfection. There is no striving for perfection if there's trauma. And when you're traumatized, that's all you're doing is striving to make everything okay, to tuck in all the edges, to make sure that <clears throat> the boats on the Titanic are always organized because the threat is so huge. There is no perfection. There is no destination. There's only a transformation at the end where, you know, from an ice cube to water to steam, that's it. <clears throat> There's a series of experiences. I see it as an obstacle course. And if there's trauma, you know, there's something that has you frozen. It's like you're frozen in a spider's web. And as you're clean, you know, cleanse, whether it be through whatever, for me it was through ayahuasca and the wrecking ball of that, <coughs> you're defrosted. You know, you don't, none of us want to see this shit. None of us want to you know, be in the engine room of our system. And it's not even the engine room, because that's acceptable. Nobody wants to be in this massive, seething, frothing cauldron of shit to see all the ghoulies and garlies and blech. We want perfection. We want, you know, as a child, all you're trying to do is to make this work. It's like, you know, everything's just leaking out and you're just trying to cover up every leak so that you survive. Children live in enormous amounts of hope and that's fueled by evolution. We need to make this work. <coughs> I cannot die here. And, you know, I said it before, it's like being <coughs> on the edge of the ocean, rebuilding the sandcastle every day, thinking, okay, today it's somehow not going to be swept away by the wave. And... You know, same thing happens over and over. At some point, you just stop building the sandcastle. And by the time you get to that, you, you've got a pretty monumental piece of architecture that you've built. It's frozen. You're in the basement. You know, you don't want to go into all those rooms, but you're going to have to. Every single one of them. And you're not going to just half tear it out. In the same way, you can't be half pregnant. The whole fucking castle, plus the moat, plus the alligators, all of it needs to be shut down. First of all, you don't even know you've built a castle. Secondly, you don't even know you're living in the basement. Third, you don't know you have alligators in your moat. And fourth, like, who the fuck is going to tear this shit down? Like, I didn't even know it existed. All right? But you're going to have to if you want to heal. And it's, it's particularly difficult if you've, so here's the deal, you know, if in my family there was one person that was on, you know, that was a big bully, dysfunctional, and it's like being around a, you know, this massive towering inferno all the time. You're just responding to this walking inferno. They're on fire. If they're dysfunctional and toxic and bullying and nasty and all the stuff that comes with all that dysfunction, 
that's what you're living and that's what you're breathing. That's what you're responding to day after day. That's what you're building yourself around. I'm not building myself around an idyllic pastoral landscape of lambs are bleating and flowers are blossoming, no. Around me all the time is this sort of massive, pulsating, toxic, fiery, raging thing that if we don't all appease it, it we will you know, be stampeded by it. We, I was stampeded anyway, right? So that's what you're building for. You're not building for yourself. You're not building for the seeds that are within you. You're not, you just, no, you're just, it's like being around, you know, Mr. Scissorhand, you know, this person that's just covered in blades. Every time you're in the room, that's it. You could be, you could die. And you're building for that condition. You're not building, you know, um, for a Greek island holiday by the beach. Right? And that's what you spent a lot of time building for. Now you've got to stop building for it. To stop building for that, you have to see that actual existence of it. You can't see it. You can't see anything if you're traumatized. You're not. can't see any of it. So in that perfection is exactly building the perfect armor for the you know, perfect towering inferno. <clears throat> and, you know, I see it over and over again, you know, people have built relationships where, you know, they love anger. They love to be in argument. You know, they love to be in that's, you know, that's how they feel alive. They feel alive when they're screaming and yelling and traumatized and, you know, and hysterical and neurotic. They love that because that's what they grew up with. How do you not be that person if you're already built for it, right? You're going to find the people that you were built around. At some point, you know, how the ayahuasca works, once she sort of tears through you, you're going to, it's all going to be, you know, basically torn to the ground. It's like the dynamite in those buildings, you know, just poof, it's just done, right? And you're going to complain and you're not going to like it one bit. So, you've not known anything but that. And it's very brilliantly wired and, you know. And you might not even know you're in, you've been traumatized. You might not even know. You think you're, you know, the fact that you're always screaming and yelling and wanting fights might be the normal way you live. Right? So all of it's quite a mystery. It's, it's all a sort of a Sherlock Holmes job. It's really all a, you know, a forensic sort of tearing into your whole persona, your whole psyche. And it doesn't happen in the intellectual realm. It happens in the feeling realm. It happens in the energy realm. It happens where energies have been stuck. It's a soldering. You're soldered together with that. So, in my case, this was a man that sent me out to be abused, had no problem. 
I hid that and then showed up bullying and screaming and yelling to do well to become a cash cow. Also hid that. Well, not as well as the other thing, because I was more conscious, right? So I, you know, I, I found what I was built for, which was, you know, bullying, you know, broken people that needed to be fixed. And, you know, that was my obligation. There's none of you around if you're traumatized. None of you has shown up. <clears throat> none of you. You're built for the conditions. You're built around whatever shows up whether it's an idyllic garden, you know, or the dungeon in some, you know, Eastern European country with vampires. I mean, you're built for that. In the best situation, you're built in the space of love and the seed that you come with is blossomed. That's it. It's quite simple. There's nothing complicated. Um... Perhaps one, and as, and as she cleanses you, you really do begin to dissolve. It's almost like it never really happened. It's very solid when you believe it and you're, you know, wired in it. I think the universe is just fascinating. I, you know, if you're frozen in trauma and that infant, that child is frozen in that place and you've had to build lots of armor to survive it, agree to it, whatever. It's very solid. It's really solid because it's, it's life or death. And as you you know, walk into that fight, you walk into that inferno, you walk into that dungeon, you're taken by the ayahuasca into these really horrible places. It loses its solidity. It, it almost doesn't even, it does, it doesn't, it almost begins to not exist anymore. It's like you're hollowed out. And I mean, I still have, you know, very powerful, energetic, I would call them demonic things that show up, which are basically manifestations of pure terror and, you know, the horror that it was for me to grow up and be abused, etc., be sent out for money. But it's, it's, it's a manifestation of the absolute terror and the energies, etc., around. But as you're cleansed more and more, <clears throat> you can sit inside all of that energetic shit show. And there's just a cleaning out. And it's interesting because your dreams will show you the terror. So, so the ayahuasca, and, and in this whole thing, and I, if you look at any kind of other mode, Buddhism, etc., it's asking you to, to detach. What it's saying is you've got to let go of how you were built. So you're built on a loom with a thousand threads around these people. And now you're told, listen, you know, de-thread. Take out all those, every single one of those, you know, 
bits of wool that you used. And they're all electrified. You're all wired up. It's just so fascinating. You're just wired up with the people that you grow up with. You fire together, you wire together. So you're building for that environment. You're building for the raging bully. You're building for the abuser. You're building for the con man, for the woman that hurt you, that screamed at you, that judged you. That That's what you're, you're just building around them. You're intertwining with them. You're looming up. You're, you know, you're a tapestry of you and them all in the same, on the same tapestry, you know, with all the same threads. So if you get to, you know, when people say, oh, detach, let go, you can't. You're wired up. It's a huge energetic exercise of dissolution. It's energetic. You know, people say patterns. Yes, but they're energetic patterns. It's not just a 1-800, you know, get me out of here, I'm a celebrity, right? It's 1-800, this might take a long time. I mean, there's a lot of work to do and there's, it's energy. It's a slow dissolve. Why? Because on the end of it is death. Why have you done it? Why did you do it? Why did you agree? Why did you legitimize why did you put it in the shadow? Because you had to survive. What's on the other end of that? It's, it's, no, it's either this or death. That's it. It's either these conditions, I either wire up to all of this or I die. That's all. So we're very clever. So for me, there was abuse. I put the abuse in the shadow, bullying, screaming, yelling. Yes, I'm going to you know, agree I'm gonna, you know, to all of this. I'm going to put all my feelings away. I'm going to agree to this. I'm just going to go on. And yes... I'm going to legitimize and make them great and look at them, aren't they fabulous, and look at me, you know, whatever. It's all wrong. All of it. But there was no choice. It was either oblivion, all that, all that experience. Even though that experience was absolute crap. There was no me there. I was just used by them. Right? It's a giving up of everything, of everything. And the world is, is always on you saying, no, like, you know, this is a solid and you have to be solid. And if to be solid, you have to be, you know, you've got to have that Maserati. You've got to have that house in the south of France. You've got to be really, you know, you've got to be wearing that Prada outfit. Solid, solid, solid. Nothing is solid. Let me just keep reinforcing the solidity of this. Let me just keep perfecting this. And the inside is just a wiring, a threading with someone else. Now, Again, it's very different if you've been, you know, if you're arriving to a place where they're just watering their life force. It's very different. They're loving and there's security and there's, right? So, the undoing is a, a monumental task. And I say monumental, it's 
monumental if if you believed it to be that solid if you if you don't if you don't want to go in and understand and see and dethread and you know you have to wake up to huge like realizations and i mean for me it's been such a betrayal i mean god i i really had put these people on a pedestal and had really gone out of my way to reinvent them. And to turn around and see just how the selfishness, the abuse, it's just, the betrayal is massive. But then, you know, again, you have no choice, right? Um, but you're gonna go through a lot of emotions to basically get out of there, get out of the wiring, get out of the believing. And remember, you've, you know, you've anchored there. You've built your whole life around those conditions. So when you begin to dissolve and you begin to just cleanse, and again, for me, it was only through the ayahuasca, it's, it's your, your brain. In fact, it's so interesting because, you know, a lot of my dreams are about I can't remember. I'm with someone and I think I'm connected and then, they disappear and I can't remember their name, I can't remember their phone number, I can't reconnect with them. So for me, I was so used to inventing a person to connect with another. Like for me it was, you're not enough as you are and we can't see you. That's one of the things about trauma. If, if you're not seen and loved and respected, you can't grow, there's no use. So because there was none of it, there was no one agreeing and seeing and loving, then there was, I had, there was, I, I had to invent something for that situation. I had to invent a person for those people. You're gonna invent something for that situation if no one shows up to water you. That's not who I am. It's not who you are. If I have to manufacture a self and especially yourself that basically creates the thing that they want me to be so that I can be seen and not totally rejected. It's not who the fuck, that's not who I am. Nor who you are. <coughs> so when the ayahuasca comes along and wipes that out, then of course the ego has terror, you know, the feeling of exactly it. I don't know who that person is. I can't remember that person's name. Oh shit, I'm alone. You've always been alone. There has never been a connection. There's never been a real connection. I've had no real connection with these people. Are you serious? <clears throat> it was a pure invention. Uh, my thing was, look, if I show up as this, you won't hurt me, right? That's, just, that's all it was. If I show up as a person you need me to be to make you feel good, then I won't die, right? That's it. That's an invention. That's an armor. That's a, oh my God, I'm gonna die. That's not. It's flowering and blossoming in the safety of someone who sees and loves you. You can't invent love. You can't pretend it into existence. You can't buy it. It doesn't come in a pill. You can't force someone to love you. It's like being pregnant. It either is or it isn't. 
Unconditional love is just a stream. It just flows. <clears throat> if I say to you, I'll only love you if you do X. Make me feel good. That, I remember that one conversation with my parents. Was like, make me feel good. It's like, what? You're filling their holes, right? So in trauma, that's what you're doing. That's what the freezing is. That's what the, the soul loss is, is shit, I've got to leave because there ain't no one here. There's no one coming here. There's no, I'm not going to get any sunshine. It's like being in a cloudy day all day. It's like, oh shit, one day the clouds are going to part if I just pretend myself into what they need. So here's the thinking of a child. You know what, if I, okay, there's no one's going to show up. So I'm going to build what they need so of course I won't die. And hopefully if I build it enough, if I become that perfection, then some, somehow love will show up. So here are the conditions. If, I, if you need me to love you, if you need to be seen, then <clears throat> I need you to be an astronaut. It's just an example. It doesn't mean anything, right? Listen, if you're an astronaut, right, that means that I won't hurt you. I won't do bad things to you. I'll make you okay. I won't judge you. All right, so I become an astronaut. You think at that point, then, okay, I've reached perfection. Will you love me now? No. No. No one tells you to be something in order to be loved. But that's what happens a lot, right? It's a putting down, like you're not this, you're not that, you're not the other. Or you're beaten up or some alcoholic shows up and whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, you're building around that, you know, towering, raging dome of fire. That moving thing of fire. And you're, th you're, you're, you're negotiating, you're accommodating to it. If I just show up as this... I'll be okay. You're, you're reading them for the signals. You're reading them for who you need to be. In a wonderful place, there's no reading anything. There's just a natural, here's the sunlight, I'm going to grow. When there's trauma, it's just, it's a wall of darkness and fire. I have to build for these conditions if I'm to survive here. Well, if this person isn't going to hurt me if I do X, okay, I'm going to do X. And the, the belief is, if I do X, then somehow I'm going to be okay. I, I'm going to be the right person. I'm going to be perfection. There was a line I wrote which I thought was really, you know, it's like, you will be king and I will be free. Once I have made you into the person you need to be because all you've done is throw your fucking dysfunction on me and made it my job to fix you, once I've done that, then I can walk away from here. That's never going to happen. <clears throat> there is no perfection. There is no arrival. If I have to build a person so that another person doesn't kill me or hurt me, then 
You know, that's a horrific state of affairs. And all of this is, you know, a lot of it too is, can be misconstrued and misunderstood in the context of religion, like, you know, turn the other cheek and all this stuff, and it's okay to be buried, to be crucified, to be... No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to be, to turn the other cheek or to... It's all bullshit. It's a way of controlling people. You know, just, you know, just be a... a, a, a a doormat? No. That's what I was taught. Like, oh, it's, it's coy and it's, it's so graceful to just be fucking stampeded. No. It's not. <clears throat> you have to show up. You know, yeah. You actually do need to show up. You do actually need love and light and respect and safety. Yes, you do for you to grow into the divinity that you come with. You come with a seed. It's your a seed planted by the universe. You just need someone to water your flower. You don't show up to be stampeded by the tidal wave of somebody's dysfunction and then build according to that dysfunction. And, you know, it's, it's very tricky because you don't understand and you arrive and you're, you know, vaguely here and everything. <coughs> so as you begin to see the reasoning for, your, your, for what you built, you built something for a reason. What you, what you are today was built out of the circumstances of yesterday. What you've built today... is the building blocks of yesterday. And, you know, we all come from somewhere. That's why, you know, one of the greatest things for me once I went through a horrific divorce was to turn around and say, okay, how did I manifest this? There's always, a, that's a great thing about really being honest and truthful. It's like, well, <clears throat> I did everything I was supposed to do. How did it go? How can it have gone so horribly wrong? You have to get to the motherboard. You have to get to the origins of your being. How you were misled, how you were whatever, taken off the track. So, <coughs> um, She dissolves you. It's very solid. It's survival. You have to survive. It's very solid. It has a lot of... It's fueled by massive amounts of energy and belief and everything. So... <clears throat> if you're frozen in trauma, <clears throat> everything is like, it's just happening in this state of emergency. It's very solid. It's very fueled. 
and as the ayahuasca kind of takes that frozen, solid, terrified thing and melts it, and when she melts it, she basically is showing you the origins of everything and how you're wired and and it just begins to dissolve. It, it, you can't have ignition anymore because there's nothing that you're living in response to. If I'm frozen in a place where I'm responding to a massive terror, and I talk, talk about, I think it's, you know, you're on the beach, it's a beautiful day. You're by the seashore, you know, the, the sea is this aquiline blue, the sky is beautiful, there's a cloud in the sky, and suddenly from that you switch to, you know, this dark, menacing, cloudy day, and the ocean's gone black, and the waves get huge, and then suddenly out of the water comes these wall of like towering monsters coming towards you, drooling and whatever. That's what trauma is like. It just, it's from, I saw it in a ceremony. It's like one minute I'm in the jungle and I'm one with everything and I'm one with the birds and, <clears throat> and the next thing, you know, I'm out of there. I'm wailing. I'm terrified. It's like, boom, it's that one second, like the big bang. There's a moment before the big bang. There's a moment after the big bang. There's a you that existed before the trauma and the trauma froze you. It shut you down. You left. My soul just fucked off. I'm frozen. I'm terrified. I'm barely conscious, right? It's happening without me. You're, in the, you're like in the tumble dryer, right? You're just spinning into this in this place. You're half in, half out. When the machine stops going, it's like I'm eight or something, and now I've got this bully just walking the landscape. Now I'm partially back in consciousness, but now I'm still under threat. And at some point, I was given something like a tennis racket or something, some expensive tennis racket, and suddenly I'm beginning to sort of try to reconstruct a story around these people. Perhaps it wasn't all horror. Perhaps I was wrong. If I'm to survive here, I need to make these people work. And so storytelling began. You know, you've agreed, right? So it's all very solid. It's all, you know, it's all... You're on the run. You've got to make this work. You're going to die. And there it shows up and it's like, you know. I'm going to unearth this hole. I'm going to tear up this. I'm going to put a bulldozer into your garden and we're going to tear everything out. We're going to, you know, we're going to surface the Loch Ness Monster. And it's like, you know, going to the bottom of the ocean. I, I think about it like it's like you're in the murky Atlantic Ocean. You're like 300 feet under and you're fixing the hull of a ship and there's just seaweed and darkness. And that's what it's like when the Aya comes in. She's going to take you down into the depths of your being and show you what happened. And it's murky and dark and scary and... People say I don't. I, people, a lot of people say I don't want to do ayahuasca. I don't want to. I don't want to see. It's like nobody wants to see this shit. 
But to heal, you have to unearth it. You know, and they sort of, she pulls it out. She's going to surface all of it. <clears throat> and your perfection game is kind of over. Like, you realize it was always a falsehood. You were already perfect. What's there to become? What there is to become is a thing that needs to be built around that towering inferno of shit that's all around and all over you. That can be a parent, a predator, an abuser that you've built for. What I built was for the predator. I built a person to accommodate an abuser. And then I buried the event, the actual events. So I was always looking to perfect the thing that was living in relationship to an abuser. That, none of it was, none of it's me, none of it's you, none of it can be you. So all your beliefs and all your versions and everything, like, you know, this striving, I'm like, why am I striving? I don't need to strive to be any, I just want to be who I am. Well, because you've been so used to trying to accommodate the towering inferno of bullshit and shit and raging and dysfunction and trauma, right? If I grow up and around me is this kind of drooling monster and I'm terrified, I'm now at the mercy of that monster. I, want, I need to build what that monster needs so I don't die, right? And that monster could be anything, an alcoholic, a drug addict, someone who's like in a in a bad, toxic place and is, happens to be a parent. And they're just, you know, like a firework. They're always just on fire with their toxicity. You're going to build for that. You're not building you. You're building for that. And no matter how much the world says, you know, you're not succeeding doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, you keep doing it thinking, well, this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. And at some point, you know, in this cleansing process, it's like, I'm just going to give this up because this is really a joke. But again, these positions that you set up are very difficult to dismantle. People talk about these like throwaway lines, like, oh, it's just a pattern. Like it's something simple. It's, it's a deeply embedded, energetic state and if there's trauma it you're frozen in that trauma and you're going to keep repeating the pattern because the pattern is coming from a deeply frozen trauma there's only a pattern that's dysfunctional if it's responding to an original trauma if i'm one with everything and i'm we all are arrive as the one thing with a potential of growth, and then we arrive to trauma and we're shut down and we're thrown into that darkness, we're gonna build the pattern from those conditions, from that darkness. And it's gonna feel solid and true because a threat is death. If you are threatened by death, then whatever you build is gonna be fueled to the max for survival. So the, the bigger the trauma, the more powerful the solidity of the person that you build, right? If you've been deeply traumatized early on, what you build is going to be 
equally as solid as a trauma because the armor needs to be very, very powerful to contain a severe trauma. So I was sent out to be sexually abused, I was bullied, harassed, etc. What I built to ensure that that never escaped out of the shadow was equally as powerful. It was very solid. It was very believed, right? It had immense power. You know, you're going to take your body and you're going to do whatever you need to do for it to it to survive, to, you know, cover this shit up. If somebody says to you, you know, I need you to go to the moon. That's why I said, you know, if somebody says to me, go to the Himalayas, you know, by four o'clock tomorrow and on your, you know, pick up something at the top, come down, you know, get me a Starbucks, I want it with extra foam. And can you, you know, zip by the post office and drop off this package? Yeah, I can do it, right? It's like your whole, my whole body was fueled to do whatever I had to do to ensure I didn't die because the trauma was so big. I just did it automatically. I just zoom. I didn't think about it. I just went. The world was very solid. The threat of death was real, was monumental. I could literally do it. Now, if I had to get a cup of coffee for myself, well, that's a whole different thing. I don't know how to do that, right? You're not in the picture. In those realms of trauma, you don't matter. No one, you're just, everyone is just catering to the towering inferno in the living room, the the monster in the living room. And that threat is so huge that everyone's fueled to ensure that they survive. So you're very solid and everything is a threat and there's terror everywhere. But when you begin to unearth and the iOS begins to clean you, cleanse you, dissolve you, etc., it almost like slips away. It's like it just, it's like the steam on the top of a coffee cup, right? You, the, there's no, it's just, it, it happened but didn't really. It was only happening because it was so real in your psyche. It was so terrifying and you were so frozen in your realm, in your life, in your existence. I was recently at a dinner and everybody was talking about all their accomplishments. And I was thinking, God, you know, nothing, I never really owned an accomplishment. I didn't own, I never really believed in anything I did. It was just all for survival. It didn't come from a desire, from a choice. It didn't come from, now let, you know, you're lying on a lilo and someone says, oh, listen, Maria, what, what do you think you'd like to do tomorrow? Oh, I think I'm interested in, you know, archaeology. No, it was just like, we've got to keep catering to this towering inferno. You've got to do what this person wants. There was no choice. I think that was the biggest trick of this particular person was he made it seem that he was sacrificing himself enormously. I mean, the, the people that traumatize other people, 
they're like dark demons. You know, they know they're very manipulative, narcissistic, manipulative. And my mother was on his gravy train. The gravy train is like she was equally as scared, but so she was like his PR machine. So he, she was always accommodating and answering for his behavior and making it all seem it was okay, as opposed to facing him. So, you know, something terrible is happening, and then there's the PR machine saying it's not really terrible, actually, at all. There's a reason for this, and they really care for you, and there's really this. You know, she was covering for him all the time. So there was no way, there's no place to escape. I don't know what happened in your situation, but <clears throat> if two people are circling you and, and giving you the mirror and legitimizing what's going on, it's very difficult, especially if they're your parents, you know, to give it up. One of the last <clears throat> places for me to give up was my mother because she too, I had excused her as well. I couldn't see her in the same position as him, but, you know, <clears throat> if somebody murders somebody and somebody is there witnessing it, they're an accomplice to the situation. They're an accomplice to the trauma, right? So there's, you're severing a lot of... of things and people, etc., from your life because you've been wired up with both of them. And it's not, I mean, I'm not just saying that there's not forgiveness and all that stuff later on and there's some, but for me, you, for me, it's like you have to show up to the truth and for what you, and the truth of what you're feeling, the truth of what you're feeling. You should never have, no one in this whole thing especially in the dissolution of your, this whole package that you're carrying, you have to come to it with the, the fearless honesty. If you feel rage, feel it. Let yourself exhaust your system of the truth, right? Let, let your whole energetic field respond in the most fearlessly honest because the thing about trauma is you've repressed all your feelings. You have to, to survive. You can't have the rage, you can't have anger, you can't have, and everybody's saying, oh, you know, you've had to forgive. That's all bullshit. You don't have to do anything. You have to respond with your whole energetic being to what's going on. The ayahuasca has shown that to me very clearly. Like, I had like two years of just rage and hatred and whatever. And it had to, you have to sort of take all the poison out that you've held back because you're holding a whole life force back if you're in trauma. Your whole life force has been absolutely, has come to a screeching halt. It's like a NASA, you know, it's like those hundred foot waves. It's about to crash and it can't, it's frozen in midair. That's where you are when you come to this. You're frozen in, you know, your life force was about to come in and it was about to come in and then boom, you're frozen in midair. You've got to deal with this situation. It's like you are going to go down one path and you're on your way, you know, you're going down that, you're about to go into that tributary and somebody diverts you into something else. You've been diverted from your life path because you've been, it's like an ambush, right? You're in your little carriage you're going along or you're on your horses and then suddenly all these horses come out and they drag you into the bushes. Your whole life has been diverted from the truth of it. I'm only truly seeing it now. I mean, I've seen it, but like really understanding it. 
I was not on this path. It was like I was a little, you know, butterfly or something, or some little ins little thing that was was flying, and I was just trapped in a web. I was on my way to like, you know, <laughs> find worms, and I got, you know, ambushed and 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 got thrown into this lair, into this web, and like got frozen inside a spider's web. It was ambushed by another. It actually makes a lot of sense because at the beginning of the, in the ayahuasca, I turned into many different animals and stuff. It was, it was bringing me back to my original natural state, right? It was so funny because I actually saw it the other day and I was, the realization of how, you know, we're just nature. I, you know, I live in this New York City. It's, it's, it's a jungle here. It's all made of concrete. It's all like noise and, you know, and, <clears throat> and competition and, and race and perfection, right? And I was walking along and I just saw this bird taking a worm out of the ground. I thought, oh God, this is just, that's nature. We're just, it's nature still going on, even though we build all these, you know, buildings to our genius and to like our, you know, perfection and the, you know, the kind of the ape made good, right? We're ultimately nature. And if I look at it, it's literally that it was an ambush. It was, um, yeah, I was just, you're just going along doing your natural thing and suddenly you get ambushed by, by in this case, darkness, right? And, and frozen inside of that terror. You're diverted, you're, you know, it's like pirates jump on a ship, or is it in Somalia where you're just, you know, cruising along and suddenly you're surrounded by boats and they're jumping onto your ship and they've got AK-47s, right? That's it, you're being ambushed. It's exactly, actually, very absolutely what happened. And there's trickery and, you know, bullshit and whatever. And, you know, if they're... If you have an AK-47 up against your head, you know, you're going to quickly adapt and agree and do the work of it. So, in, in, in the simple, for me, as I look at it, there was original trauma, which was hidden, which is being sent out to be sexually abused. And that's what needed to be seen and kind of, I had to, you know, literally she had to plunge me into this dark, you know, underworld. So I couldn't see any of that. So I had to go and live all that. And then I had to see the other, the other layer, which was all the bullying and all that stuff, which I kept trying to, it's like the, the towering inferno of toxicity that I built a person around. And that also was fueled by terror and, you know, we we're going to die and if, if, you're, if you're abused, you're abused in relation to one person and, and all their narrative. And you're building for that. As I said, I remember someone who always wanted to have an argument. They just, they just loved it. They loved being in the thick of that. That was their game, right? Everybody's got a game, right? That's what they grew up with. That's how they were seen. And without that argument they just it's like that's how they got the rise that's how they i exist right we're just responding to how we've been built and 
as the ayahuasca threatens, I say threatens, no, lessens, what she's doing is she's lessening the threat of that wall of terror. I mean, fear should be literally <clears throat> in, uh, you know, in the science fields as you know, an energy field, like, it, like electromagnetism and gravity. It's, the, it's in the same realm. Fear is a power and an energy so huge. You know, that, that requires such power to demolish it, to diminish it, especially on a little munchkin, right, a little child, in the throes of, of arrival. You're literally frozen there. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, those magicians, right, in those movies and the cartoons that they just put a spell on you, you just freeze. <laughs> Right, so it is like that. Somebody just puts a spell on you and you freeze. That's what terror is like and fear. So here you are, you're just arriving, you're about to sort of, you know, do your thing. I'm just walking along, ready to go do my life, and someone like just drags you off the path. I've actually seen that in ceremonies too, I mean, in actual ceremonies. And now you're surrounded by fear and terror and they own you. And then you're going to build for that. I've talked about it before, it's like, you know, you're shanghaied when you're three or four onto the ship and you're, you know, told to row. You've been rowing now for the last 60 years, that's all you know. It's like, oh, you don't even remember that you were shanghaied, you don't remember that somebody just, you don't even, you don't know, somebody just ambushed you. And it's interesting because, you know, in ceremonies they kept saying to me, right, um, you were stolen. I was like, what do you mean I was stolen? Trying to keep showing me that you were stolen. Stolen? But I've got the perfect parents. <laughs> oh my God, I was so stuck there. So, it's a world. And you build your jobs, your friends, your relation, everything is built around that place, that frozen place. How could I connect? You're not going to connect. You're not connecting if you've been stampeded. You're not connecting if you're building a person for trauma. Like I built a person for that towering inferno so I wouldn't die. That's not me. Right? It's not you. It's armor for that situation. For you to show up, like, <clears throat> again, they were talking about, everybody's talking about all these accomplishments and everything. I was thinking, 
I, I really don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, I've not been here. What accomplishments? Yeah, I've done this, that, and there. But, like, really, there's no accomplishments. It was all just responding to terror. I don't give a shit about doing this shit, right? It's like, who cares? <clears throat> and everybody's in competition. You know, I did this, I did that. It's like, yeah, okay, great. For me, it's like, I just want my childhood back. I just want to be around loving people. I just want to be who I am. I just don't want to be a falsehood. That's my accomplishment. If I was to look at what I've done, I would say, you know, my greatest accomplishment is to go into the fucking dark. And I wasn't, I didn't go there alone. I was taken there by the ayahuasca. <clears throat> if I was to die tomorrow, what would I say? Well, my greatest accomplishment was to to, to, to have the courage to go in there. That's it, really. What did I build, what I didn't build, you know, what I'm wearing, what I'm not, who gives a shit? Like, you know, am I, you know, do I look good, don't I look good? It doesn't matter, what the fuck, who cares? And I'm still on, you know, that journey. I'm still a knight in the dark, right? I'm still <clears throat> sitting to cleanse all the darkness and the ambush. And to sort of finally arrive to the place that I need to be. I don't know what that is. Is it a calling I haven't heard? I couldn't hear. It was in the dark. I was deafened. I didn't, couldn't see. It was too terrified. You can't, you're not making decisions in the dark. You're not making decisions in terror. You're not making decisions out of fear. You're not producing anything. I remember actually, this is very interesting. I must have understood this sort of subliminally. <coughs> And um, subliminally, I understood because I, I was actually I ran a company in New York, and um, and the owners were foreign, and I, well, I understood that people were going to produce when they weren't scared. I remember the owners coming to me and saying, listen, what's going on here? Why aren't people's heads down? And they're just, you know. And I said, you know, I'm not going to produce if I'm scared. People don't just work for money. Right? Fear is not a, a great way to help to make people produce things. If I inject you with terror, it's like you're not going to produce the best. If there are, you know, as I said, you know, if there's 100 bricks and 80 bricks work and the 10 bricks don't work, I'm not going to focus on the 10 bricks. I'm going to make the 80 bricks work, right? So, so what the AOS, so I, I see trauma as just, if you're frozen, you're frozen in fear. And the power of that fear and what the ayahuasca is doing is she's diminishing the energy of fear. She's defrosting the terror of a two one-year-old. She's burrowing into your psyche so she can surface, she can pull out what you don't have access to. I had no access to the sexual abuse I'd been taken out. I had no access to that, to the wound. What I'd built around it was the armor to make him happy. That was a falsehood, it was very powerful, but that covered it, right? So the black box, whatever happened, is then surrounded by the armor that you built to survive 
the conditions <clears throat> or the Inquisition. Nobody expects the Inquisition, right? So she's going to she's going to burrow through everything, through the whole armor that you built, through and then into the wound itself, and then once in the wound, she's going to start diminishing the the fear. The thing that's keeping you frozen is the terror. And the terror for me now shows up as these massive energetic they're beings. I don't know how to describe. They're just that, like my whole body contorts. They just come up through me like, like demons. And in fact, what's extraordinarily insane when I think about it is that, you know, I've been meditating for 13 and a half years. And, you know, after I got this huge energetic break, I was, I had a dream where it was like I had to go face in the attic these writhing monsters. And I didn't want to. And the writhing monsters was the fear, and the fear of, you know, being sent out to be sexually abused and, you know, hurt by my own parents. So it all circles back. You know, it's all, it's usually around one specific. So it's that one, I, I talked about this before, it's, a, it's before the Big Bang and the Big Bang. It's that one moment when the terror is so huge you freeze. It's one minute you're connected to the everything, the next minute you're frozen. That's it. And then it doesn't matter how much they do to you, what happens after that. That moment, that overwhelming moment when that wave that's coming at you freezes. When you're on the beach and suddenly the whole world turns black. There is a before. There's a moment when everything is one, when you are not shattered, when you are the one belonging to divinity, and then there's a moment when there's your fragment, you shatter, you freeze, it's over. And then you're building for that landscape. There's none of you in that landscape. It's all being built from terror. Your seed cannot blossom in terror. What you're building is fill that landscape for those people in that terrified place. But you've been frozen. I've always talked about it, and I really saw it like that, like a breaker switch, like someone takes a breaker switch and turns it off. Your whole life force has been shut down. And you think that, you know, it's okay. It's like, this is survival. You've got to live in the dungeon. You can't see the dungeon. You don't know what happened, etc. She's going to get to the one moment that the breaker switch was turned off. And it's interesting, before I knew any of this, before I was, I used to think of life like a tidal wave, like why can't I go against a tidal wave? Like life was just a tidal wave. I felt like I was just, you know, being pulled into. I didn't realize that you're carrying your trauma within you. You can't see it. It's energetic. It might be hidden in the shadow. And you're never going to um, challenge the people around you because, you know, unless you really know what's going on, right? It's always the outside world. And it's very difficult 
to see your parents as the predator, which I've said this quite a few times. It's like they're supposed to be saving you from the predators, not be the predator. It's very confusing and terrifying for a child. And there's soul loss. I mean, I think that's a perfect thing that the Indians say. There's just soul. You disappear. You can't be there. There is no place for you to grow. There's, you've, you've you know, been ambushed by the devil, by darkness. You're too little to understand anything. You have to survive, right? And it's, you know, according to the towering, toxic, you know, thing that's around you, you've got to build according to that. And that is a pretend person. Your thoughts, everything is building for that. And ultimately, when the ayahuasca comes in, that's your letting go of all of it. All of it, the whole construction. From the moment you got traumatized to everything that you've built that you think is keeping you safe. You, it's so funny because you really believe that this whole construction, but you're actually just paralyzed in trauma. There's no you there. You've been ambushed. You've been, you know, taken by pirates. You're just rowing on this boat at sea. You don't even know why you're doing it. You're just doing it. You're on default. You're in survival. You're just going. And then you make that normal. You make that default position normal. Oh, it's just, oh, yeah, I always row. What do you mean? <laughs> Rowing is what I do. <laughs> right? But I feel weird rowing all the time. I'm feeling anxious rowing all the time. I don't, I'm not really connecting. I'm terrified. I've got to make people happy. What, what is this rowing thing, right? Oh, the ayahuasca shows up and she shows you. Listen, you were ambushed. You were stuck on this pirate ship. Your soul disappeared. You got shut down. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. And it's going to be shown to you not as a story. It's energetic. It's both visual. It's physical. And you're going to say, well, okay, after you've given up, like, right, now let me hear my calling. Like, what is it that I am? But to get to that last piece where you're just like, you snap off like an icicle. You're completely snapped off from all of it. And remember, for the child, it's terrifying to not play that role that you've been assigned to cover trauma. Because for the child, there's no one. There's only this. There's only these people. If I don't agree to all of this, there's nothing. There's no one. I'm abandoned. I'm going gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna to be left in the world at the mercy. I'm going to die. I'll just die. That's why you're not you're constantly reinforcing it. You're constantly fueling it with belief and truth and trying to make it work. You're constantly at the seashore trying to redo that sandcastle every day. If you say, okay, I'm going to let that wave just wipe it out, well, what happens then? That's, that's the scariest piece of all of this. That's why you're holding on, because you don't know. Because you've never been here. And that's how the process works. It's like the ayahuasca is going to work with you over and over until you surrender and you give it all up. It's terrifying. 
I don't know. What does that mean? What is my true calling? But there's something that you truly are, that you've always been, that you've denied. You had to. That you don't trust because you've never had any reflection and support around you. But in order to get that reflection and support, you've got to give up being what you've been. Right? I've got to stop making up the fact that I want to do X, Y, and Z. It's not worked until now. It's not going to, you know, it's, it hasn't worked. Like, got to stop pretending that this is what it is. It's not that, right? Your default position, your code is very powerful. It's going to keep trying to convince you, even though everything is going wrong, even though nothing is working, that there, it's just this. <laughs> I'm almost there. It's like, okay. What is it? And can you trust and can you trust yourself to know that and not let that little thing come in that whole default position of oh it's going to be this You have to do it in a place that's safe that's secure that's what the ayahuasca creates she creates that loving safe place I mean in that loving safe place a lot of difficult things are coming up right you can't accept them unless you're being loved and feelings I mean I can sit there and let the 10,000 demons come up because I know I'm surrounded by this enormous love and connection security the great ayahuasca and then my whole ego comes in and says oh you know dreams about um losing any connection to all of that and in fact what's so interesting is it's how it's always working inside your energetic field and your psyche you know when I was meditating for like two years I just had these men just coming through my room and were trying to kill me like don't say anything like I was hiding from them which is I never knew was connected to the sexual abuse early on you know like don't say anything again I had no understanding why these people were coming char I mean this was like daily when I was meditating I would sit before I did the ayahuasca I would have dreams because it was bringing up it's, it's trying to you know surface the truth and there are layers and layers and layers of how we hide it so in the end she's going to disable the whole construction She's going to disable the ego that you built around the terror, the person that hurt you because you're going to build for them. She's going to surface the actual events that you have hidden in the shadow. For me, it was sexual abuse, being sent out to be sexually abused. And she's going to unearth the enormous the anchors of that, which is terror, which is this huge energetic prison and it's terror and to me with me it comes up through these these entities these energetic entities she's going to clean them out and as she cleanses all of this 
and I realized, oh God, I was ambushed. You know, I was stolen. There was a me before it happened. There was a, you know, a, a, a shutdown after it happened. And then as she cleanses and you surrender and you dissolve, and it is dissolving, it's literally like a boat slipping into the ocean, like it's just slipping, it's just disappearing. There's a you that's showing up that has more space, that is more aware, that understands, that knows its intuitive capabilities, that can see the wrongness of what you're, that can see the like, the no connection of what you're doing, that can begin to understand that there is a calling for everyone. And that calling can perhaps be begun to be heard now that there's not this whole obstacle course in front of you. And you're not afraid of who you truly are because the construct that was built around it has been disabled. Again, terror is, might as well have been gravity or electromagnetism. It's, it's, terror is, is a very powerful energy on children. And I can finally say, I don't really give a shit about anything that's going on. I don't, nothing really, I'm not interested. And that I can finally say, look, I need to find the place that's true for me. In the same way that you need to find the place that's honest and truthful, unequivocally authentic. And that you can be there. You could never be with you in all that trauma and terror. There was no, there was no arriving to your truth. There was no truth. You were ambushed, you're taken, you're frozen, you're disappeared, you're gone. Right. When the iOS it cleanses all of that gunk around you, it is like being stuck in, you know, in, in, an, in gunk for the last 60 years, and she's cleansing out all the gunk. You're getting closer to the truth of who you are. And that's not anything, oh, it has to be so spooky. No, no, it's just who you are. Whether it is that you want to clean toilets in, you know, Grand Central, or you want to climb the Himalaya, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a truth of you. It's finally the truth of you versus the layers of the outside that you've built to shield yourself from being killed. It's the truth of you. You can hear that the, the, the calling is, this, this is, oh, wow, okay, I can, I'm, I'm, there's a space of clarity and I can, oh, okay. There's something that I always was that never got blossomed because it was ambushed, stampeded, terrorized early on. I mean, you have to go through the whole process of dismantling all of you, which is held in place by the gravitational pull of terror. That's really the, the thing that's keeping you shut down is terror. It's frozen terror. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an insane journey. You won't know really where you are in all of it, honestly. Um, the ayahuasca is a miraculous medicine. It's an energetic medicine. It heals the everything of you. And you're literally able to leave, unplug, 
and it's so funny because that was my my original prayer in ayahuasca was just put me back in the river just put me back in the flow like i knew i was a fish on land i didn't know why i didn't know why but through the whole process she is fulfilling my prayer which is to go home right to go home to be the seed that I came with, right? It's what we're all doing, is to be at home and in the full acceptance of who we are. And everyone's a different, the whole universe is this fantastic, frothing, bubbling thing of 10 zillion things, like the Zen people, 10 million things out there. You're just one of them, right? But you just wanna be it. You wanna blossom into it, and then you're gonna die, whatever, who cares? But like, to be frozen, to not blossom, to not fulfill your path. It's gonna make you uncomfortable forever. Don't care how much you drink, how much you stick a heroin needle in your arm. All you're doing is saying, get me, I'm a celebrity, get me, I mean, I get me out of here. I can't leave, just get me the fuck out of here. Why, because what keeps you imprisoned, if it's parents, is very difficult to leave. And I, again, I don't really see it as parents, I see it as just dark energies. And forgiveness, it'll come, whatever has to come will come. I don't, don't believe, agree, or anything. Just find the source of your truth. However you arrive at, through a rave, through ayahuasca, through whatever, climbing him, whatever it is, however you get that, just find a way to get you back to your origin. Don't believe other rapes, don't believe me. Don't believe anyone, don't agree to anything. Find that channel, find the thing, the helicopter, the whatever it is that gets you back to you, that gets your soul back into its place. It's like being the odd piece in a jigsaw puzzle. It's like you're, you're a jigsaw puzzle from another puzzle. You know, they're trying to fit you into this other jigsaw puzzle. Find your origin, find your source. Find the seed that you've always been. Whatever that looks like. There is a you that's always been there. All you need to do is find your way back to it. Home. Find home. Your true home. Bye.